welcome to One Size Does Not Fit All with Well Life Tribe. We're sponsored by Renourish. Renourish are delicious grab-and-go fresh soups in a pioneering, heatable, fully recyclable bottle. Renourish soups are plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free and packed with vitamins. Find them in all Waitrose stores. Hi and welcome to the World Life Tribe podcast. Um, one size does not fit all with me, Kat, and my co-host, Dina. Welcome, Dina. Hiya. How are we today? I'm good. Are you still in quarantine? I am week two. We are, um, when are we released? We were, are released on Saturday and I'm so looking forward to it. We've got table booked already and we are going out to eat. <laughs> Have you found it hard? Um, yes entertaining a seven-year-old on 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 her own is hard yeah uh, we have but equally it has flown by we've got wonderful neighbors and they're getting supplies and we're getting deliveries so yeah it's it's hey we've got to do it do you has it put you off traveling again will you travel again or um i don't i wouldn't travel so soon after lockdown again actually so maybe come october half term I might, well, then actually we couldn't, could we? Because then, yeah, we'd have to keep our daughter off school. So actually, no. Yeah, it probably has, actually. Yeah, yeah. it has. Yeah, what about you? You've been to the Isle of Wight. I've been to the Isle of Wight. Woo, woo. Hey, that was the first time I've been back to the Isle of Wight since I was three, according to my dad. Um, and I was just like, kids, we'll be on holiday in an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> But I think something about traveling on the ferry, they really liked and it was, you know, added to the sort of trip. And actually I got over there and I was like, I can't even remember this place, not one bit. Um, and it was really nice, actually. My friend has a lovely cottage over there. Um, it's called Two Brooklyn Cottage, trying to plug it for her. Um, really nice in a place called Knighton. But um, actually my favorite place, which is where one of our coaches comes from off the Wildlife Tribe, um, was Benbridge. Um, which the beach was stunning. And I yeah. saw a seal pup. Did you see my videos I sent you? Uh, how cute. Yeah, we followed, we basically found it. There's somebody who sort of pointed it out to the sea and I was just like, oh my God, that's so exciting. And then we just followed around and then it came up onto the sand. So I was really, that sort of made our holiday and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then we ended up going back to that beach time and time again. Um, but it was great actually. There's quite a lot there to do for kids. And I think for a quick, very quick kind of getaway where they feel like they've gone somewhere because we have to travel across water it it sort of served its purpose and actually i only remember the only thing i remember the isle of wight for is the model village <laughs> i was like went back to the model village and i don't think they've done anything on it since i was a young girl actually i was like god it still looks really dodgy and in fact there was like all these people queuing up for it did you, did you go to the model village I don't remember. I, I went last when I was 15 and I actually went to play a badminton tournament. So I doubt very much we went to the model village. So. <laughs> yeah, you didn't miss anything. Um, so we've got schools going back soon. Everybody's sort of talking about it now. Letters are being sent out to parents about how children are going back to schools. They're still talking about bubbles. They're still talking about how lunches are going to be. They're providing lunches, most of them. Um, some people aren't. I mean, it's all very going to be very different. I mean, how do you feel about schools and stuff? Well, um, I'm overjoyed that they're going back. I have to say that first of all. 
um but yeah what it's actually going to be like is going to be very interesting i mean my daughter is going to be probably ecstatic to be going back to school but um when reality hits i you know uh, the the bubble the bubbles that they've got to stay in and you know keeping away from other years and whatnot yeah it, it's going to be a whole different ball game isn't it um yeah. what about you yeah, I think my kids are ready for it. You know, they've had such a long time off, really, that they need some sort of structure, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so that nicely leads us into our guest for today, which is a family coach. She's going to help give us some advice. Emily, welcome. Hey, ladies. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to let you introduce yourself because I'm so rubbish with names sometimes that I can I'm, I get tongue twisted. So I'm going to let you say it. <laughs> so my name is Emily Mascarinas. Um, so I'm sure you can understand why Kat would rather me introduce and say my surname. So I am a health coach specialising in family wellness and just really supporting families to nurture more health, harmony and joy in the home. Um, I am a simplicity parenting coach. I'm a doTERRA wellness advocate and UK founder and my brand is blooming and glowing. And we chose that name because I really felt like it represented our family's journey, nurturing that health and that harmony and that joy. Um, I'm also a mum, so I've got four gorgeous children, three boys and a little girl who just turned one. And I'm very, very passionate about supporting other families um, on their own journeys as well. Uh, your little girl, I mean, I met her last year. She is gorgeous. She was... I think we were doing this event, weren't we? And the whole, it was really noisy. She was quite tight. She must've been six months or something at that point, maybe a bit younger. She yeah. slept through the whole thing. She was so calm and she didn't even cry when she woke up. You must have a really magic way with children. <laughs> well, she was attached to me. So I've always found with my children, if they're close and they can feel my heartbeat and they know I'm there, that that is their, their most happy place to be. And so I think that day she was in the sling, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, she is a very... She's a very calm baby. She's just started walking around now, actually, and started to say some of her first words. And uh, yeah, every stage of the child's life is magical, but it's definitely magical. So you've got four children ranging from one to ten. That's 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 busy. Yes, it is. And I was thinking about it the other day because I had I was asked to do an interview on breastfeeding, and I realised that I've been breastfeeding pretty much for ten years, with a few gaps in between, but only a couple of months, if that. Um, so yes, it, it's 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 been a wonderful, wonderful journey, and um, I'm very lucky. Um, I, I, I've got beautiful children. You know, of course, we have our ups and downs, like every family. It's normal, um, but I. I'm very passionate about my simplicity parenting work as well because it's um, it's a way that families can really bring in new rhythms and um, and it, and help to cultivate cultivate this sort of lifelong art of of, of raising children but also being a family together um, yeah. and embracing that ride. So during you know lockdown, it's been pretty stressful for you know, because it's so magnified, we're all on top of each other. But actually, before we get to that point, let's go back to your beginning. And, you know, how did you end up being a coach? What did you do in your previous life? 
Yeah, so my background is actually theatre um, and uh, I, uh, it began with dancing. So I danced since I was three years old and dance was my thing. It was my passion, it was my creativity, it was my expression. I would dance every day after school and all weekend and I loved it. And as soon as I was able to leave school, I'd finished my exams, my GCSEs, I, I got a place at drama school. And, and then after that, as soon as I graduated, I worked and I, and I had um, a, a, a 10 year successful career in, in the theatre, in, mainly in musical theatre all over the world, actually, um, in various different shows. Um, and then obviously when I became a mother, I, things changed because I really wanted to be around my kids and around my family. And the theatre world unfortunately made that quite difficult. It's not always an easy, an easy um, uh, industry to be in as much as it was wonderful. But um, for me, I really feel like it was the foundation of who I became because I, it allowed me to hold tight to those dreams that I had since I was a little girl and to work hard in order to achieve success. Um, but, you know, things happened. And along that journey, I, I, I must admit, I did have a negative relationship with my body, as many dancers do. It was all about how I looked and, and not necessarily a true picture of health. I would deny myself and I suffered with an, an eating disorder in my teens. And, you know, when I was dancing, I, I think I really thought, I felt at the time, if I could control the way I looked, that I could control bringing the things into my life and success into my life. But then 12 years ago, something happened in my life that really changed me. So I lost my father and I was only 26 at the time and I was very close with him. He'd always really supported me in my dancing and um, always encouraged me to hold on to those dreams and to work hard and to live life to the full. Um, but he hadn't really respected his body, probably lived life to the full a bit too much himself. And then obviously it was too late and it was a big shock for us all. Mm. But that, that changed me. It was like a catalyst within me and I dived into learning more ways about true health and also in learning to love and honor and respect my body and honor my health. Um, and then of course, not long after that, I became a mother for the first time. And then of course, everything changed um, because suddenly I wasn't just responsible for myself and my own body, I was responsible for this tiny baby. And I really feel that becoming a mother for me was my evolution. Um, and I, that's where that journey really started. And I started um, diving into exploring lots of different alternative approaches to health and natural approaches to health. And of course, my love affair with essential oils started. Um, I started doing that five years ago. I trained as a health coach um, with the IIN. Trained as a health coach, because you and I did the same course, actually. Yeah, yeah, with the IIN, which is an amazing course. I absolutely loved it. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, it really, well, it was fantastic, actually. It's one of the best things I've ever done. Yes, I, mean, I, I would totally agree. And just enriched everything. It kind of brought everything that I was already passionate about together. Um, and then obviously I trained as a simplicity parenting coach as well. What is that exactly? Do you want to explain that to people? Yeah, so simplicity parenting is about simplifying our lives for our children, but also for the family as a whole. So today the, the pace of life 
is, is quite busy. Obviously, it hasn't been so much over the last few months, but even the pace of life within the home can be can be busy even when we're not allowed out and about and we can put pressures on ourselves that we need to be doing all these things so simplicity parenting is about understanding when we've got too much going on too much stuff too many choices too little time um and then what what happened with that as as as, as a knock-on effect is that children and parents as well can become overwhelmed and then that's when we have the issues in our homes in our lives with behavioral issues with the children um, so simplicity parenting helps parents to reclaim uh, space and freedom for the family for, for the parents and for the children and and then it allows us to embrace our attention with each other and um, for individuality to flourish within our children as well. So it's like a blueprint for change within, within the home and also with each other. So it's about streamlining things in the home, in our home environment, establishing simple um, rhythms and rituals, um, scheduling in breaks and just not overdoing things and, and then scaling back on things like media, and also allowing children to just be, you know, allowing children to be bored, for example, that's the best way that they can actually learn by, by not being afraid of letting your children to be bored and not over-scheduling things for, for them. That's how mm. their um, self-expression and their, um, their, their sense of learning can really be established. So in lockdown though, it's been quite, it is completely different in a way, hasn't it, for parenting because yes. um, what I'm finding is, is that, you know, like working from home with my husband, he's definitely working a lot harder from home and seems to be doing longer hours, whereas I think that commuter hour is the time where he should not be doing anything and I think he then starts work much earlier than he would normally yes um, yeah and then we, we, we do reconvene for lunch all of us because I have to work <laughs> I find that I'm doing a bit of work then lunch on, let me put my chef hat on yes <laughs> you know, let me put my you know let me yeah. do this I don't know as a mum at home and work the dynamic has changed I think for for women if you're a parent because if the kids have gone to school you can manage it you've got your time you can do stuff but when you're all at home <laughs> Yeah, well, you're expected to do work and it's not that you're expected, but you kind of are expected to do lunch and dinner also. It's been a real juggle, I think. Um, but one of the things that the simplicity parenting has taught me, because it's, it's almost like a, a reorganizer for what's what's on your soul, you know, what's on your heart is like just prioritize what is really important and don't over don't, just don't overdo things you know don't overwhelm yourself don't try and do too much take the pressure off and just every day think about you know what matters to you what's important and what you really need to get into the day and and let go of the things that aren't aren't so important that aren't as necessary because our behavior of our children often starts with us isn't it so if we can regulate ourselves first and not be too overwhelmed ourselves then that's going to have a knock-on effect on the environment and the energy in in the home um so i think lockdown's been a really tricky time for so many people feeling like they need to do everything and be everything at once um but my mantra has always been just you know just give yourself a break you know don't put too much pressure on yourself and just do what you can do and and know that that is enough actually that's enough i think whereas i've got you've got four children i've got two and they can kind of keep each other occupied but dina you've got one haven't you yes. how have you found that 
Oh, really, really hard. Mm. Um, I mean, I know people say when you've got more than one child, um, they can bicker and it can be equally as hard. But she's, you know, she she wants someone, i.e., me, to be her playmate all mm. the time, and then that sort of brings about my own frustration of not being able to get on with what I want to do and. So it's really, really tricky. And I, I do think it is harder. I, of course, I'm going to say this, but with, with just um, a child, um, one child, um, she's not, it's interesting what you said about letting them get bored. My goodness, you know, our daughter like is bored within about one second, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm bored, I'm bored. Or constantly looking, you know, for stimulation. So we struggle with that. But Emily, I was going to ask you, have you then got four angel children at home? <laughs> well, from it, you know, my children are normal children and, and the, we've got three boys and they've got lots and lots of energy. And of course, you know, we have, our, our life is by, by far perfect. Um, but it's imperfectly perfect, you know? So we just ride that wave and, you know, there are times when they fall out and they're arguing over toys, but then they're best friends again within minutes. They love each other and they, and I am lucky because they do play well together, but of course they have their moments as well. Um, and, but I agree. I think it, it probably is very much more challenging when you do just have one because that, we, as women we get that mum guilt as well don't we that we feel like oh we're not doing enough for them and we need to be this and be that and again I think it's about just knowing that you are enough you know and, and just having that love in your heart and doing your best and that's all that we as as women as mothers can do and our children will pick up on that um so yes no of course we I do not have four perfect children but they are imperfectly perfect <laughs> Do you have any particular traits or behaviours that are tricky in any of your children? I'm speaking, that's a loaded question, as Kat probably knows. <laughs> well, my middle son, he he's always been very energetic and nimble. And he loves to climb on everything. And he's very talented, actually, and very strong. But that's sometimes unnervy when he's managed to climb at the, to the top of the trees. My children go to Steiner school as well. So they spend a lot of their time outside in nature, climbing, cooking, being creative. So Mickey, my middle son, he loves to climb. And as mm. I say, he climbs on everything, which is not always a great thing. Mm. Um, and then Ziggy, my youngest son, he's at that stage at the moment, he's four and he's still mu very much the baby, still much, very much a mummy's boy um and we co-sleep as well so I still I've got him on one side and baby Indy on the other um and that's always just been something that's worked for us actually but I know that would not work for a lot of people mm. again I think it's about what finding finding what works for you as a family because what works for one is not going to work for every family we've all got our own different things going on it's just like in our health coaching cat isn't it yeah. one man's food is another man's poison it we, we're all bio individuals and, and it's the same in family life we're all individual families where, with our own different needs and our own different things going on and so we it's about finding our own flow um, yeah. and 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 learning together actually I, I really one of one of the things that um was was on the form that you asked Kat was what who have been your greatest influences in your life and teachers and I and I sat and I thought about it and it's most definitely my children <laughs> my yeah. children been my greatest teachers and I'm still learning you know because it's new phases now my my eldest son's just 
turned 10, so double digits. And he's, you know, like my, our guinea pig almost because we've not been through that phase with the others yet. Um, so yes, I, I think it's about that pursuit for being better and doing our best, isn't it? But we're never there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're right, actually. When they get to double digits, it does, it changes. Like Max, my son, he's going to be 12 soon. Mm. Um, but, you know, you were talking about gaming a little, not gaming, but tech a little bit back. But you, you're quite good with holding all those things back. And I mean, I put my hand up. I was a bit of a sheep, if I'm going to be honest. I did fall into that failure of parenting trap where I was like, he wanted to play with his friends. I kind of gave in, you know, and then we did have a lot of trouble with it at the beginning of lockdown. And then, but we've managed it now. But you, you're quite good at holding that. But how do you manage to hold all those things back? That, that doesn't hit your house or how does that work? Yeah, so, you know, um, my children have been at, at, the, at the Steiner School, um, which is, is, it's not anti-media but it's pro-connection and of course media whether it's games or tvs or videos or ipods or music it takes us away from each other often you know you'll see you'll put the film on or something on the tv or a, um, a video game and you'll see suddenly the children turning into zombies and of course there are times when they need a bit of downtime but um Steiner School is very much pro-connection and they encourage less screen time so when my kids first went to the Steiner School you know we were like a normal family and they did have a bit of screen time it wasn't on all the time but you know they did watch television and I thought well how are we going to navigate this you know how's that going to work but it was remarkably easy and you know the first week or so they asked a bit for it but then they they learned to be bored that and and and, that, and, and that's not a cruel thing actually they learned to use their imaginations and they play really well together now and they're very creative with their ideas and they don't miss tv very occasionally we'll put the tv on and watch a family film together or at the weekend and when when things were back were normal, we would only have TV at the weekend. So they wouldn't have any television in the week. But during lockdown, because it's obviously been a different time for everybody, we did allow a little bit of screen time in the evenings just for that downtime. And it would be, you know, we'd be quite selective about what, what it was that they were watching. Try and choose things that were kind of more nature-based or um, storytelling, that sort of thing. Um, and then they really enjoy that time as well. It's something that they look forward to, but they know it's not something that's going to happen all the time. But I, you know, I've spoken to parents that have had children that have been really addicted to screens and um, gaming, and they've been very concerned about how hard it would be for the children to like let go. And and it's it's surprisingly not as hard once you just you know set that intention and talk about why you're doing it as well. Like explain to your kids why we're doing this and um and do other things that are pro connection children are crave connection anyway so if you can replace that and have some time where it's about being together not all the time because obviously that's hard if you're at home and you've got to work and you've got to cook and do all juggle all the plates but just some of those connective times and then allow them to be and just prompt them but allow them to find ways to amuse themselves and find ways to be imaginative and creative in play then there's so much more learning in that so it's actually not as hard as you as you might think did you grow up watching tv and stuff so has your lifestyle totally taken a massive change yes it has actually you know my parents were amazing but i think 
I spent a lot of my time dancing actually. So I didn't watch that much screens myself and I was never particularly interested in computer games actually, funnily enough. Um, but I did watch television, yes. And I, and I enjoyed it as well from time to time. And um, films, family films, they're, they're, I think they can be really magical when you sit down together as a family under a blanket and you know get out yeah. some popcorn or something like that. Um, homemade of course <laughs> not always but um but yes I just think it's about the balance isn't it it's about the balance and just um being aware of when things are too much and things are too overstimulating um and and not being afraid to make change in your life yeah we we really struggle with that going back to the only child sort of thing mm -hmm. it is a constant battle like, uh, you know as we've sort of said you do rely more on a digital the digital nanny so the ipad and and it's really noticeable the change in her after she comes off something like that she's more likely to misbehave she's more, more likely to sort of scream and be vocal and oh so you know if there, there are a couple of things that i know um we could change like tomorrow which would make things better and that would be to throw away the ipad you know hide the remote controls and um and phones and whatever but it's the price when you when you've got an only child you know <laughs> the price to pay is hard it's really difficult for parents these days as well because when we were children we we we'd our parents didn't have all of this technology, you know, that of course there was a television, but it would often go off after a certain time and not start until a certain time, the children's television programmed. Whereas um, now it's all day. And of course now there's all the gaming and the iPads and, and, and all the technology and they want to keep up with their friends. And it, it's, it's challenging. It's challenging to stand on your own and, and to, to have the courage to do things differently. Um, but I, as I say with everything, I think it's about finding what works for you in your family and not comparing yourself to other people, not feeling like you have to be like or do what some what another family is doing. Just find your own flow, tune in with your own intuition and your your um, your own you know internal mummy guide and listen to that you know because that's there for a reason. That's some divine guidance I think coming to you. Welcome to One Size Does Not Fit All with One Life Tribe. We're sponsored by Renourish. Renourish are delicious grab-and-go fresh soups in a pioneering, heatable, fully recyclable bottle. Renourish soups are plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free and packed with vitamins. Find them in all Waitrose stores. Going back to your children, because all your children go to a Steiner school. Yes. Um, and that's really different to standard school, isn't it, in terms yes. of teaching? It is quite different. Um, it's They don't start the formal learning in Steiner School till the children are seven. So up until that point, it's very much about play and creativity. And as I say, being outdoors in nature, it's um, in, about this is a spiritual side of things. It's very in tune with the seasons. Of course, they're still learning. They're learning through all of those activities, but it's not sat down, um, you know, official study. But it has worked really, really beautifully for my children, for my boys, because they're they're energetic. They 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 love life, and they're not the type of children that would sit still at the age of 
four or five years old. And that became very clear to us quite early on when we, you know, we know our children best, don't we? And so it was quite a scary thing to pull our children out of the school they were at at the time and try. How old were they when you pulled them out? Well, Mickey was, Mickey was young, so he was, he'd only done a half a term at the nursery nearby it was a lovely nursery but our eldest he was um he was in his first term of primary school so he'd done three years at infant school four five six so he just turned six and then he moved up to the primary school and and very quickly we realized that it just wasn't right for him you know other children may thrive at that school but he just clearly wasn't happy and that for me as a parent is my main priorities that my children are happy because I believe when children are happy that's when they will learn if they're not happy they're never going to learn so we we decided that we would try the Steiner way and they did a three-day trial and um he ran in and he ran out and every single day since he's run in and he's ran out and they can't wait to go back to school and then my second son Mickey he's been a real Steiner guinea pig because he's sort of done it from the beginning so he's just due to go up to the main school now because he's in his seventh year to start the official learning so he ha actually hasn't even learned to read or write yet but he is so eager to want to learn to read and write which is really interesting in comparison to our elders who really didn't want to and it was a chore uh, when he was at the school that he was taught at and it was hard whereas Mickey our middle son is eager and raring so that's really interesting and so it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out as well um, but yes again it's something that has really worked well for us and um, I would suggest people look into Steiner education if the system that they're, that they're, they're, that they're within currently is not working for them because it's got some lovely principles and ways I have always been quite interested in them. And I think, but alike with some other parents, um, you know, like I, I, I would, I think I'd love it. And then, but there's always that something that's a bit, not holding me back, but it was a bit like, oh, I like the idea of it, but I'm not sure, do I step over that line? And I think it's really admirable that you've done that as well, actually, because it just makes me think, oh, that's, it does sound like such a great space for children. Um, but it's, you know, and I, and I listen to you and I think, God, I've, I'm in the system. I want to get out of the system and try and, you know, do that. I mean, I'm, I'm actually changed my daughter's school. She's going to a different school in September and it's a little bit more freedom. It is towards that way. It's not quite a Steiner school, but it's much more alternative to where she is right now or where she was. Um, because I think I, I'm quite drawn to that. I, th I think it does sound. What do you think, Dina? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, the whole thing about not formal learning until seven, that's quite sort of well documented and really interesting what you said about your one who's just you know chomping at the bit basically rather than putting the pressure on them um you know that they've got to sort of hit these targets by certain years I mean it's crazy really the amount of homework that we were getting for um B when she was sort of because she's young very young in the year so she just went to school when she'd literally just turned four mm. and it actually kind of like I was like oh no is this the right thing to do I think she spent the whole of that year with everything going over her head mm. she didn't really know what was going on she was just exhausted so no I think um yeah I think it's you know it, I think it's good um anything that you can sort of do to create um you know that sort of drive ultimately to learn but whilst with all that nature and everything it's uh yes. yeah it sounds brilliant but I was going to ask um, Emily also about 
um, your advice for the return to school and what yes. things you might be doing? Yeah, so again, I think it's about simplifying things and not being, um, not feeling too much pressure because like you said, for example, once homework starts coming in and, you know, during lockdown, some schools have, have expected quite a lot of learning digitally and online. And then as parents, we feel that pressure to, to, to keep up and that responsibility. As soon as you start feeling pressure as a parent, it, it changes the energy in the home and our children will pick up on that and it will and it will make things less harmonious in the home. So for me, it's very much about simplifying things and as parents, just looking after ourselves as well, a bit of self-care and self-loving for us, because we often put everybody else first, don't we, as mothers, and put ourselves last. But if we feel, if we make sure that our cups are full and overflowing, then everybody else can drink from the saucer, you know? But if they're not overflowing, then that's going to impact the rest of the family. So we do need to prioritize our own health and well-being and look, look after ourselves first, actually. Um, to make sure that we are well regulated um, so simplifying things um, in terms of food trying to prepare ahead now I'm not particularly organized person I, it's something that I work on um, but you know if you can think about the week ahead in terms of meal preparations and what what food you're going to be eating throughout the week pack lunches and things like that and batch cook as much as you can then you're not going to feel as overwhelmed when you don't have that meal ready or you don't know what to give your children for lunch so things like that are always really helpful um and just be be gentle with things like after school activities again it's something that as parents we feel that guilt of our children being bored and they need to be doing this that and the other but it, there's the simplicity parenting um training is all about too much too soon too quick too fast and then we feel unregulated they say in simplicity parenting there's no such thing as a disobedient child there's just a disorientated child so often when our children are starting to play up it's because they feel a little bit unstable with something that's going on in their lives and it's the same with us as parents and as women if you think we we can you know get triggered when we've got too much going on and we feel overwhelmed so simplifying on those school after school activities and not trying to fit in and cram in too much so you can't breathe and having some protected family time so so we don't do that many after school activities actually because we really value our family time together and i work from home obviously i'm very busy with my health coaching with my doTERRA essential oils but i really try and have a cut off point after children are home from school where we have some protected downtime and family time together and and we eat together and we talk about our days and have that connection um we we, we have play a game called um rosebud and thorn when we're sitting down and eating our dinner have you heard of that yeah what's that so <laughs> rosebud and thorn so we all each in turn go through our rose which is the best thing that happened in our day and then um our bud is something that we're looking forward to and a thorn is something that was not so good that happened in our day but it's really interesting and it's a great way to connect with each other and just kind of know a little bit about what's going on in your children's heads because they've got big emotions too and they can't always express themselves so that's a really nice kind of connective activity that we like to do and the children really enjoy it actually um so protective family times, incorporating some daily rituals so your children know what's coming. So that's gonna really mm. help them not to feel disorientated. 
especially as things are changing again and we're getting out and about again. And then of course, using your essential oils as well. And obviously I'm a big advocate of my oils. So oils for emotional support. You know, when, when I first started using the oils, it was very much to protect at the family's immune system and, you know, for, to be prepared for whatever life might throw at us physically. But I use them much more for our emotional states these days. You know, as a mum of four, life can be busy. It can be stressful, especially more now than ever. So having those oils and uh, using them and stopping and pausing and breathing them in, it's a really amazing tool to help you as a mother to regulate yourself first. And also, of course, the children love them as well. So calming oils or um, diffusing oils like lavender for calm, citrus oils for uplift, tree oils for, for grounding and stabilizing um a diffuser is a great tool to have in the home just to sort of reset everybody's emotional thermostat um and then of course there's some bespoke children's collections oils as well which are a lovely thing that kids can even take to school if they're feeling uh, scattered or you know whatever ups and downs are going on so that would be something that i would definitely suggest incorporating into the fa into family life as well alongside all of the other things that um that i've mentioned what about when um somebody you know like i would say like i i have a nice relationship with my children we do get on but there are times when my son can be quite feisty <laughs> i've got yeah. to be honest and you know i, I want to say that i am super patient but i'm not always super patient i can yes. I sometimes i'm just like oh and I can't help, we're very similar and I try, I don't want to be the bite back person, but I can be a bit of a bite back because I find it really frustrating when he gets a bit rude with me, you know, like, and I think he's going through that stage, he's going to be a teen, not that long to go now, you know, once he's sitting, you know, and definitely in his look and everything, he's becoming more, he's turning more manly. <laughs> let's say um and you know i i would love to say i'm super calm but what would you advise somebody like me who's saying you know like i i just want to be able to sort of walk away when he's getting a little bit too rude but i also want to discipline at the same time because i don't think he should say that yes i think sometimes when things are in the heat of the moment it's best to sort of give yourself a bit of time till you're a bit more regulated yourself and, and they're a bit more regulated as well. And then come back to it later where you can have a bit more of a calm discussion as opposed to being in the heat of the moment when you're all more reactive. So sometimes it is best to just leave it for now, take yourself away from each other and just take those deep breaths. And then it always feels better. You know, breathe in some essential oils, put the diffuser on or go outside, take yourself away. It's the same in life, really. even with work. You know, if you're feeling overwhelmed, the best thing that I like to do is to just give myself some space to go out for a run, to clear my head and things always feel better. So sometimes just, you know, taking yourself away from a situation can bring you that space and that clarity that you need. And then it never feels as bad after that. Um, and there's some nice activities that you can do in simplicity parenting where you just, you know, focus on your child in a really positive way, you know, remember them when they were a baby and uh, a really wonderful moment together. We call it a golden moment. And then think of your child when they're really upset and, and frustrated and sad. And then, it switches something in your brain where you it, it kind of creates that empathetic response in you. So when you go back to that situation, you you are really helping them 
you you know you, your intention is not to be reactive but actually just to help them and meet them where they're at because kids have got some big things that they're going through right now as well aren't they yeah. and they don't always deal with it well and we don't always deal with it well so it's just about patience and just knowing that you love each other um and you know again it's, it's about letting go of perfection no, no, nobody is, is perfect you know and we, we all have our ups and downs in family life and that's part of the learning isn't it so yes I would I wouldn't put too much pressure on yourself and have that it's the mummy guilt isn't it don't don't listen don't listen to that internal dialogue <laughs> well I wanted to ask actually about um an essential oil or several essential oils for that sort of calming um you know like you talked about lavender um mm-hmm. so that sort of calming aspect for for a child really you know yeah. I've got who's is actually quite similar to cat's firstborn as well like quite um volatile quite rude you know and I struggle with that same thing as well like ooh, it, it makes your it kind of it sends you into that sort of stress response mm-hmm. um and it's hard to calm down and go but but at the same time it's like well actually that was really rude you know I don't want my child being like that but um for me I think um sometimes she's almost quite hyper you know so I was wondering about essential oils for calming that kind of almost I'm not saying she's high you know not got ADHD or anything but we're all on a scale aren't we so she just gets quite hyper at times yeah so and like I said, behavior is always a response to something being out of balance or something that's going on in their minds. So um, it's, it's about a child, again, often being disorientated and then they put out their pings. Um, it's like their homing signals because they're feeling a bit lost or scattered. And that comes in the form of, of behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, calming grounding oils can be very stabilizing and strengthening for everybody um, and a diffuser is a great way to do that because those aromatic compounds are going to be dispersed into the air and everyone's going to be breathing them in and that will reach the limbic brain which is where we process our emotions so you can almost use those oils as aromatic anchors or triggers to take you to a, a different emotional state. I've known so many children or teenagers that have disappeared off with the diffuser to their bedrooms uh, and sort of pinched them from their parents because children interact really, really well with smell. Um, but again, we're all different. So it's about finding what works for you. And I love the way that oils allow us to tune back in with our own intuition and our own bodies and minds because what works for one is, is different to what works for another. And the oils allow us to, to, to tune back in with our own inner being and our own inner wisdom and guidance. But generally, oils for calm would be lavender, Roman chamomile, wild orange and the citrus oils. They're uplifting and they promote joy, but also they're also calming and relaxing as well. And often children love the citrus oils because they're very mm. joyful. Um, there are some nice blends that we have in doTERRA, like the Serenity blend, which is the calming, restful blend. So that's great for sleep. Um, and Balance is my all-time favorite oil. I use it every day. It's the grounding blend. So it can it combines some tree oils, which are very grounding and rooting, but it also has some florals in it as well. So it's uplifting. And I use that every day. 
checker for my ups and downs. On the soles of my feet, we have a little spray bottle by the front door, which has got some of the balance oil just mixed with water, some filtered water. And that's a great spritz to spritz over everyone's heads if you're on the way out of the door on the school run and things are just feeling a bit heightened. Just applying some to your wrists and inhaling and over your heart. And um, yes, there's many, but that, there are some of my favorites. There's another nice blend called Peace as well, which is a great oil to diffuse to just bring that sense of peace into the home. And there's a beautiful kids collection. So the kids collection is made up of, of seven oils and they're in rollables. And so the kids can literally tune in with how they're feeling and they've got their own pre-diluted rollers, which comes in this really cute little bag and they can reconnect with themselves. And the, the blends in the kids collection are brave, thinker, steady, um, and we've also got Tamer, which is for tummies. We've got Rescue, which is for rescuers for sort of pain in the legs and um, or if they hurt themselves. Um, and you've got Strong, which is for immune support and protecting their immune systems. Um, and you've also got, oh my gosh, I can't remember the last one. It'll come back to me in a minute. Um, but yes, they're beautiful, beautiful oils and the kids often love them as well. So things like that, just extra useful tools to have from time to time to help everybody to manage their emotional emotions. Do you think that it is like, in terms of parenting as well, there is us who need to, because I know that um, like my husband's super calm, you know, with my son and they don't seem to have any issues. And I know it's me because I'm a bit feisty. But in terms of it's just in terms of parenting, again, going back to that, it would be just kind of we have to, as adults, look at ourselves, because like you were saying earlier, it's the children who are vulnerable. It's the children who are in that place of disorientation. Yes. yes like, it for me, it would be like I have to sort of stand back and go, look, you're the adult here. You know, come on, think about how you're being kind of thing. Yes, I really think that that's it. I think we, if we need to regulate ourselves first and then our children will tune in on that energy um, and they, they, they're going to be able to be in a state of more regulation themselves. So it is, um, it is very, very useful if we can find ways and find tools to do that ourselves. Um, and it I just think in lockdown, it's kind of overwhelming to be with people for such a long time isn't it you're with everybody all the time so you're bound to get seriously frustrated you don't look like you would ever get frustrated over my mom of course i do i look like I'm looking at you going there's no way you get frustrated <laughs> no i definitely do i definitely do no one's perfect but it's about just um being kind to yourself you know and and knowing that you're doing your best and your best is enough what that do you do if you get frustrated? What, what do you do? So you say like you are with your children and suddenly you're just like, this is too much. What, what is your too much? How, what, run me through what you do if something was happening, a scenario. I reach for my oils. I'll always reach for my oils for everything. So first and foremost, I'll reach for an oil that I feel drawn to. Um, there's a lovely blend called Forgive, which is very powerful on an emotional level if we need to forgive somebody else, but perhaps we need to forgive ourselves, um, which is often the case. So I'll often slather a bit over my chest, breathe some in from my hands. Just taking those deep intentional breaths will reset your, your internal thermostat. Um, and it will get you back into that rest and digest and back into your parasympathetic nervous system and out of that fight or flight response. Um, so it will stop those stress hormones from circulating around the body. And so the oils are really helpful with that, but even just breathing on its own is very, very powerful. 
And again, as I said, take yourself out of the situation, go and run a bath, add some oils in or some Epsom salts, go and do some exercise, go for a run, go for a massage if you can. Actually, I went for a massage this week, which was my first massage for a whole year. It's something I used, I usually do once a month as like my treat for myself. And obviously I haven't been able to because I had a baby and then they were all shut down. But my local massage parlor did reopen and that was such a treat and I came back feeling amazing. So again, it's about filling your cup up first so you can, everybody else can drink out of the saucer. Um, and, you know, knowing not focusing on the past not focusing on the future just try and be in the present moment and um and be kind to yourself and 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 don't feel shame or guilt and and every 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 moment is a new beginning so we don't need to dwell on what's happened or you know anything that we feel that we didn't um manage in a good way just start again you can start again in every moment yeah, that sounds like, Dina, you look like you want to ask a question. I was just thinking that's a really nice way of looking at it, actually. Looking at it, you know, every, every, it's a new moment all the time. I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to have that as my mantra, Emily. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Emily, it's been so lovely talking to you. And I feel like we've got so many nice bits and it, it's really nice actually talking to you as well about you know the Steiners all these things that you do because actually what I like about you is that you you've set out to do these things and you've properly followed them through you know you you don't conform to anything you do what you want and actually it's quite rare to meet someone like you who does that and so you know I do take my hat off to you because I think all of us talk about those things all the time but we don't necessarily do them and it's you know, it's, you know, you took yourself out of a certain system, you're going to try it this way for your kids. And, you know, you've, you've done it. And by looking at you and listening to you, you know, you do sound like you, it's, it's an, you know, you've made life work for you and, and your children and your husband. And it does sound really, really nice. Um, I also think, you know, like a lot of the parenting advice is really, really nice what you've given us. And I think, you know, like we, we're sort of there going, you know, it's quite nice to just talk to somebody who is quite nice and calm, don't you think, Dina? absolutely you make me feel calm just talking to you oh, that's nice get my oils out now there you go go and get them out <laughs> but I think you know a lot of the time fear of unknowing holds us back from the life that we want to create and we get in the way of our own dreams and what matters to us in our lives and our own why so my doTERRA work and often I, you know I, I work as a coach and a mentor for my team as well I will often ask people whether it's in business or whether it's with their health what matters to you most in your life in your health or in terms of business what matters to you and what do you want to create in your life and then how much does that matter to you because if you really hold on to that that why and those dreams and you think about how much that matters to you, then when that fear sets in and that unknowingness or that discomfort of the unknowing, your why is strong enough to move that out of the way. And you keep going and you, and you battle on past it. And again, I think that's something that my theater background has taught me, that stamina to, to, to hold on to those dreams and to, and to work hard to achieve them. Um, but you can create whatever it is that you want in your life with, with soul and intention and, 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 um, and, you know, a little bit of, uh, discipline and hard work if it matters enough to you. Um, so yes, next time something feels a little bit unknowing or fearful, just because you've not been there before, 
maybe challenge yourself and, and, and you know, feel the fear and jump in, see how it feels. <laughs> no, that's really good advice. If somebody um, wants to try and find you now, where can we find you, Emily? So you can follow me on social media, on Instagram, I'm blooming and glowing and I share our family's journey, nurturing that health and harmony and joy in our home. It's kind of like a window into our lives, actually. I love an Instagram story. So that's blooming and glowing. And you can also find me on Facebook on blooming and glowing as well. I teach regular classes on the oils. I've got a class coming up at the end of this month where I'm actually focusing on that kids collection and how our children can be using them as tools as they get back into school and into the new term. So we'll be talking all about those different oils that I mentioned and the different things that we can do to support our children through this transition and support ourselves as mummies as well and families. Um, so do follow me on social media because I post a lot about what I'm doing there. And I have a website, which is www.bloomingandglowing.com. It's got lots more information there, some health coaching, food recipes and ideas, some of my simplicity parenting, and then of course the oils. And you can connect with me as well via social media. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for taking your time out today and talking to us. We've really appreciated all your really good advice. And Dina is now going to leave here and go and do some oils with B. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Lavender out. <laughs> Get the lavender out. Get the frankincense out as well. That's very grounding. You know, those ancient trees are sacred and they provide a lot of wisdom. So that would be a good combination. And so frankincense, lavender and wild orange. If you've got those, Dina, go and combine them. And, um, and I have. In the diffuser. And just thank you both for having me as well. It's been lovely to chat with you and hang out. And um, yes, good luck with back to school time as well. <laughs> and you. We look forward to seeing more pictures of your lovely little girl. Oh, thank you. All right. Have a lovely Take day. Take care. Thanks, Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.